0: every single entrepreneur is a personal brand. You have to have a personal brand because you want to control what other people think, say, and feel about you. That's how you're going to build that emotional connection. That's how you're gonna build the no love and trust factor. And we know that trust determines buying practices. So if you aren't present, if you aren't differentiating yourself, if you're not telling the world what makes you unique and gives you the credibility to do what you do. And if you're not communicating your why and your how and all of those details, people aren't going to trust you. They're going to be confused.
1: Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today we have an amazing guest. We have Robin Graham. Robin, I'm so honored to have you on the podcast today. Please tell us, who is Robin and what's your mission?
0: I am Robin Graham, and I'm a business and mindset coach. And my mission is to help female entrepreneurs build personal brands and strong foundations for long-term success by helping them navigate mindset barriers and the challenges associated with tech, tools, systems, and processes,
1: and be able to make an impact by following their godlike calling. This is such a perfect alignment because we're a lot about mindset, we're about business, and we're also about faith. So how did you get to this point, Robin? You have such an interesting story. I grew up
0: in a tiny little town in the middle of the US in Illinois, and I wanted nothing more than to get out of that little town and have a life full of independent experiences. So I went to pharmacy school. I attained a doctorate degree. From there, I worked in corporate for many years. And then with my husband's job, he was asked to move into the corporate headquarters. So we moved to the Philadelphia area area. As my children grew older and we didn't have family here, I didn't have a support system here. My children were doing travel sports and this, that, and the other. And the woman that was watching my little girl for me became very ill. And so we decided that I would take a step back and I followed my passion of photography and became a professional photographer. That led me down this path of focusing on branding and headshots, helping women tell their stories visually And what I discovered was that many people did not understand a lot of the behind the scenes things that need to be done to build a foundation for long-term success. Meaning they weren't sure what to do with the images. They didn't know that the images had SEO power. They weren't using their website to the full capability of a website to drive traffic to themselves. They didn't understand the overall brand marketing that needed to be done in order to have long-term success. And so I became a certified brand strategist. I retired from photography last year because I was writing a book which published March 15th of 2022. It's called You, Me and Anxiety. And between my podcast, The Robin Graham Show, and then the book and coaching, it was just a little too much. I was running myself ragged and I thought something has to give. And I chose to let the photography go because I felt like I could have a deeper, more meaningful impact, helping women really follow their God-like calling, have complete clarity around their purpose and serve those people that are just out there waiting for them to show up and serve them. So that's where I am today. I'm a business and mindset coach and faith is incorporated into just about everything
1: I do. What is the difference between a personal branding and a brand identity? And This is something that a lot of people get confused. I see this a lot.
0: Your personal brand is what other people think, say, and feel about you personal branding is your effort to differentiate yourself. It's how you communicate to the world, what makes you unique, how you serve people in a way that no one else can serve them because of your life experiences and your journey to get you to where you are today. Your brand identity are those factors that help you become recognizable, your color palette, your topography, your logo, those assets that represent your business, but they aren't actually what determine what people think, feel, and say
1: about you. Yeah because we almost sort of think it's one thing. I see a lot of times a lot of people do a lot of photo shoots and sort of rebrand their website, especially when it's the personal brand part of things. What would Mm -hmm. you advise an early entrepreneur?
0: The best advice I can give for someone early on is to be the face of your business, a professional headshot. And I say professional, not because I have biases because I was a professional photographer, but because you want to represent yourself in the best way possible. And if you have a selfie or you have a poorly lit image, it's it's going to reflect the quality that you provide. So you want to make sure that this image that you use is very professional. You can take that yourself, but make sure that you are well lit and that there's no distractions within the frame of the image. But your image, your photograph should be on the home page of your website and the about page of your website. I see a lot of entrepreneurs build a website, but they don't even have an about page and they're not present anywhere on that website. If people cannot build an emotional connection with you through your eyes and your smile, and they don't know who you are, they're not going to trust you. So you want to have your face in as many places as possible and the same or a similar image on your profile pictures on social media, LinkedIn, and other platforms as well so that you become readily recognizable. The more recognizable you are, the more memorable you will be and the more likely people will be to have confidence in you, to trust you because they now know who you are and they see you. I always say your eyes and your smile are like the gateway to your soul. So it's very important to have those present anytime you are representing yourself as a business.
1: Oftentimes that because we don't know why we're doing something, especially as entrepreneurs, that there's sort of that resistance to, mm-hmm. well, why should I? But when you understand why you're doing it, then you know it changes everything. Now, Robin, yes. who needs a personal brand
0: and why mm-hmm. do they need a personal brand? Okay. As I said, your personal brand is what other people think, say, and feel about you. So with that said, every single entrepreneur is a personal brand. You have to have a personal brand because you want to control what other people think, say, and feel about you. That's how you're going to build that emotional connection. That's how you're going to build the no love and trust factor. And we know that trust determines buying practices. So if you aren't present, if you aren't differentiating yourself, if you're not telling the world what makes you unique and gives you the credibility to do what you do, and if you're not communicating your why and your how and all of those details, people aren't going to trust you. They're going to be confused. And so it's your job to represent yourself as a personal brand and to be that messenger to people so that they can truly understand and have clarity. Confused people don't buy. So you want to make sure that you're giving them complete clarity on who you are, what you do, how you do it, who you serve, the problem you solve for them, and all of those details that they need to
1: know to have that confidence to trust you. You have the people who are sort of not comfortable with what personal branding looks like online. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not comfortable with making videos of themselves or sharing photos of themselves and their families and you know, being sort of out there in terms of personality. And at the same time, we know that company branding kind of things don't perform as well as personal brands. But so what would you say to that person if you had them like as your client?
0: So the one thing to consider upfront is if you think about big brands like Nike, Coca-Cola, Under Armour, any of those big brands, what do they have in their advertisements? What do they have in their marketing campaigns? They have people. They are making an emotional connection through the human. And that is what you have to do for your business as well. So, creating video can be very, very intimidating. But if you think of it as telling your story to serve someone else, if we don't show up as our personal brand, then we're doing a disservice to those people who need us. If you think of yourself as a magnet, or if you think of two magnets, you are the magnet that has something that someone needs. And someone else out there has a magnet inside them. And that is the need. So, if you have this incredible ability to serve. There's somebody out there that needs your service. They need you to come into their lives to solve the problem. So if you're not representing yourself, if you're not showing up, if you're not telling the world about you and your service and what you can do to solve their problems, then you're doing a disservice to that person who is just sitting there waiting for you to come along and serve them. So when I'm working with my clients, it's all about building confidence. It's changing that mindset to, you know, okay, I have had this journey. And if you're struggling to identify that confidence, write down, make a list of all the ways you have already helped people. These could be family members, they could be your children, they could be friends, they could be other people you've worked with, whether you're coming from corporate or whether you've already served people on your entrepreneurial journey. Make a list of who those people are and then make a list of how you've helped and served each one of those people because you'll start to see, oh my gosh, I really do provide value. I really am capable of this. I really do have the skills, the gifts, the expertise to be able to serve a population of people who truly do need my service. And if you're doubting that there are people out there, all you have to do is remember those people that you've already
1: served because they needed you and so do other people. It's such a good exercise. It's definitely a great mindset shift. What are the five C's of personal branding? Hmm. So the
0: five C's are clarity, and then from clarity to be cohesive, then consistent, content, and then community. So those are the five C's, and they all flow together. When you have clarity, then your audience is gonna have clarity. The more clarity you have on your purpose, your calling, whatever it is that you are meant to be doing or you want to be doing, when you have clarity, your audience is going to have more clarity. But when you have clarity, you're going to have more confidence in what you do. And you're going to believe in yourself more when you are clear, you're going to be able to create clear messages that are going to resonate with your audience. And then they're going to be clear as to how you can help them. So everything starts with that clarity component. From there, you want to be cohesive. And this ties into those brand identity assets that we talked about earlier. You want to be cohesive across all of your platforms. So if you are using a color palette on your website, you want to make sure that that color palette flows through your social media content as well on your graphics or your memes, whatever it is you're posting. Likewise, you also want to have your messaging be cohesive. If you're saying that you do X, Y, Z on your website, you want to make sure you're saying the same exact thing cohesively on your social media platforms. So you think of your bios, think of the copy on your website. That should all have a cohesive feel so that there's no confusion as to what you do, how you do it, who you serve. And then likewise, consistency. Consistency is again about messaging and making sure that everything you're putting out is consistent what you say on one platform is what you say on another platform when you represent your pricing when you represent your mission when you represent your personal brand and all your branding efforts that all has to be consistent so you don't cause confusion you can continue to master clarity and then also is your presence, your presence needs to be consistent. You can decide that you're gonna show up on social media three times a week, or you're gonna post a blog post once a week to your website, but the important thing is to be consistent if you can't show up every day, just choose what works for you and stick to it because your audience needs to know that you're going to show up for them. They can expect you to show up because the more consistent you are, the more they're going to trust you. And the more recognizable, the more with for both cohesive and consistent, you become more recognizable, which means more memorable and then people trust you more. So then you're more shareable. And then when we talk about creating content, again, we link back to it's got to have clarity. It's got to be cohesive in terms of the visuals so that people recognize you. It stops the scroll because they know that that's your post and they want to consume it because they know it's going to have value. And then consistency also is in content and it's how you show up, when you show up, the frequency and all of that. And then as you build your business, you want to start with community and you want to constantly be building that community through these relationships that you develop from the content that you are Publishing and putting out, whether it's on your website or through social media or email marketing or Pinterest marketing. But you want to make sure that you're building that community. You can start with the community you already have because they already trust you. They already know you. They already love you and they're going to be happy to spread the word about you. So start with those people that are already in your inner circle and then expand your circle from there. And you do that through all of that content creation and building those relationships through engagement and showing up and representing yourself as the incredible human.
1: Thank you so much for breaking that down for us, Robin. What are some of the key mistakes that you see people making in building personal branding?
0: One of the key mistakes, and I mentioned this previously, is that they create a website, they try to do everything themselves or as inexpensively as possible, and they try to do it all, but we don't know what we don't know. And oftentimes, people will create a website or they'll have someone create the website for them a friend, a family member, someone, maybe even a professional website designer but they haven't mastered the back end of the website so that the website can actually be working for them and helping them attract their people. And so, search engine optimization is something that is oftentimes overlooked, but it's so incredibly important. Another thing is just being present on your website. I see so many people, like I mentioned, before who they don't have their image on their homepage. They're telling people what they do, but they aren't associating what they do with the problem that the people have. They're not capturing them so that people can truly understand the problem that they can solve for them when they land on their website. And then they're not present. There's not an about page. There's not something that people can truly connect with this person. You want to share your journey. You want to share every step that you've taken that has led you to where you are today so that people can understand how they can relate to you. They can understand how you can connect the dots for them because you've already walked the walk. You've already done what it is that they need to do or what they're trying to do, but haven't been able to do successfully. So those are two of the biggest mistakes. And then the third mistake I would say is just not navigating the mindset component. Our mind is so incredibly powerful, but because of negativity bias, we're two thirds more likely to look at the negative versus looking at the positive. And so, if you aren't doing mindset work at the same time you're doing this journey of building an entrepreneurial business, then chances are that you're going to perceive things that happen as negative versus positive. And oftentimes, it's as simple as just being grateful for everything that happens inside your business, but sometimes it's a little bit deeper than that. So, for example, you know, when you're first starting out, it's let's just use a business coach as an example you may have a discovery call and that person may say oh you know I can't afford you I'm not interested um, but thank you anyway and you may take that as oh my gosh I'm not worthy nobody's gonna hire me I failed I didn't do it right now what am I gonna do maybe I should throw in the towel and all those negative thoughts are going to bring you down and keep you in a state of procrastination or a state of inaction and so you want to make sure that you're doing that mindset work that you're doing evaluations to see what did I do right and then oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I said this because that really impacts that person. But doing the work so that when you show up, you're not selling to sell, you're selling out of a place of service and you're coming at it from that perspective of, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna give this person value. Even if they don't hire me today, I can be grateful that I served them today and maybe they'll come back in the future or because I've served them today, even if they don't hire me now, they know how great I am and they're going to spread the word about me to their people who might need me
1: corporate and now to entrepreneurship. What did you experience as sort of your greatest challenge?
0: For anyone who might have read my book, and if you haven't read my book, I encourage you to read the book just because I dive into a lot of mindset stuff in the book. It's also a faith-based book. It's really my journey and my struggles with anxiety. And so for me, when I was first starting my business, there were a couple of mistakes I made. Number one was I tried to do it all myself, which ended up causing me to have to go backwards When I wasn't growing at the level I wanted to be growing. And then when I did finally hire someone, I had to do a lot of backpedaling, you know, redo the website and things. So I hadn't really truly built the foundation at the beginning that I should have built. So that was my number one mistake, was trying to do it all myself just to save money. Then the other thing I would say is that I didn't hire a coach soon enough. When I hired the coach, I was able to do more deep mindset work. So I had already been doing all the work to overcome anxiety, but I had not done the deep. Mindset work. So my confidence was lacking. And here's the thing if we don't trust ourselves, then people aren't going to trust us. Because anytime we have doubt, we are going to lack clarity and we're not going to be able to communicate effectively. And if we aren't in complete trust with ourselves, our messaging is going to indicate that we have doubts. It's just there's this level of energy that comes through. I just hadn't done the mindset work, but once I did, it opened up an entirely new world, new perspective for me. But it's doing that work every single time I interact with someone to evaluate it and that's what's key because that's how you build your confidence. You may see something that you did wrong, but you don't look at it as a mistake or an error or a failure. You look at it as, okay, so I could have done this differently and next time I will do it differently and therefore I'll have a different outcome.
1: A lot of entrepreneurs struggle with mental health related issues and when you talk about anxiety, I sort of feel as if the entrepreneurship life sort of lends to more anxiety. I think it does. Even if you didn't have anxiety before. Yes, Yeah,
0: I agree with you. And there's so many different components to that. It's all of the unknowns. It's the expectation that you have to show up and there's nobody showing up for you and you have to create the content. You have to be sure that your messaging is clear. There's no one doing that for you. We don't have a big marketing department, at least not initially, to do that for us. And so there's so much weight on our shoulders to make sure everything is moving forward. So that anxiety level is, is, I think, more likely to be higher, whether you've had anxiety or not. So, you know, anxiety, is an overwhelming fear or apprehension of something, someone, an experience. And it oftentimes cannot be overcome without the help of a therapist or medication or both. And oftentimes, and this is where I think it's so tricky for entrepreneurs, because when you're a solo entrepreneur, especially you're in the trenches by yourself. And sometimes that leads to loneliness. If you're prone to anxiety or not, you can experience depression. You can experience other emotions because you are alone and it is so stressful. But a lot of the mindset work that I work on with my clients is related to anxiety because. Even if you don't have extreme anxiety or a clinical diagnosis of anxiety, those fears, those doubts, the worries, all of those things come up periodically. And so it's really important to stay on top of those. And so there are so many exercises that you can do. I like to talk about my five C's journaling method which is when you start to feel those anxious, apprehensive thoughts or negative thoughts coming in. So maybe it's not even anxiety, but it's just you know heavy negative thoughts where you're constantly doubting yourself. Catch those thoughts and then challenge them. Are they realistic? Could they be proven in a court of law? Would someone you know, love, and trust be thinking the same things about you that you're thinking about you? Chances are no. And if the answers to those questions are no, then it's time to change those thoughts. And how can you do that? Well, it takes action, right? And it takes writing down those negative thoughts and really then changing those thoughts to the positive. When you see that someone else would not be thinking that same thought about you, because you're doubting yourself, but your best friend wouldn't be doubting you. So stop saying those things to yourself, but it's not easy to just flip the switch in your brain because of how the brain works. So you have to actually take that action to do that. Once you start doing doing this. Catching, challenging, changing those thoughts, you're going to start to have more control over your thoughts. You're going to catch the negative thoughts faster. You're going to catch the anxious thoughts faster. And then you're going to have more confidence to be able to step out in front of your audience, to do a speaking engagement, to create video for your social media platforms or for your website. All of those things will become more accessible to you. You'll be able to do them with more confidence as you start squashing some of those negative, anxious thoughts. And I do want to say, we all have worry we all get nervous the differences you may have when you're nervous some of the same signs or symptoms of anxiety but once that thing like creating a video or doing a speaking engagement or doing a discovery call with a client any of those things may make you nervous but once that event is over you feel better. With anxiety, you don't feel better. The what-if thoughts, the negative thoughts, keep coming in and coming in faster. I use the example of a Ferris wheel where you know the Ferris wheel slows, it stops, it lets people on, and then when it's full, it starts going faster and faster and faster. But the Ferris wheel will let people off at a certain amount of time. With our brain, those negative thoughts come in and no positive thoughts are coming in and the negative thoughts keep coming in faster and faster and faster and our brain isn't stopping to let those negative thoughts out and positive thoughts in. And so we get into that cycle of anxiety or negative thoughts. So it's really important that we can catch them earlier. And then worry is more of something that we can choose. Worrying about tomorrow is just going to strip the joy out of today. So if we're worrying about tomorrow, we have a choice. We can make an active choice not to worry, but we can't necessarily make an active choice not to have anxiety because that is a chemical imbalance. It's something that's going on in our brain and we have to actually
1: take physical action
0: to break that pattern.
1: I think a lot of times we just bundle all these words together and mm-hmm. don't really understand what they mean. So uh, thank you for really sharing that. What is the number one book that you would recommend to an early entrepreneur?
0: A couple of books that I would recommend, and I'm looking at my bookcase. So an early entrepreneur, one is E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. That is a great book for establishing yourself with processes and systems in place so that if you can't go to work tomorrow, then someone else could step in and fill that void for you. Another one that I read this year is The Gap in the Game, which was very very good, and it's more of a mindset related book, but it helps you do some of those exercises like I talked about where you're evaluating what you're doing. You're looking at everything as an opportunity versus everything as oh, you know, if I made a mistake, I failed. From a spiritual perspective, I read a book this year called Don't Miss Out by Janine Cunnan, and it was fabulous because it really talked about how the Holy Spirit can help you. So if you are a person that is struggling with doubt or if you are confused about your calling, it's a great place to start to really tap into the resource of the Holy Spirit within you to
1: help guide you. Thank you for those recommendations. That sounded amazing. Uh, Robin, my last question is always, what has faith meant to you on your journey? So many different
0: things, but I have to say for me, my faith, number one, keeps me grounded. It always helps me adhere to my values throughout my journey, but it gives me the strength to move forward with gratitude in every single thing that I do and every person that I impact. And it really gives me the confidence to be who I am and put myself out there because I know that God has called me to do this. And if he's called me to do this, he's going to equip me to be able to do this. Top audience, please go to www.therobingraham.com. Under the services tab, there's a resource page, and I have a lot of free resources to create healthy habits for a healthy mind. And I have resources for especially people starting out on their entrepreneurial journey. My purpose to results method free ebook, which involves my success equation, and it's a really helpful way to start diving into personal branding. I also have a quiz there that's kind of fun to take. My blog is so full of of valuable information for anyone who is starting out, whether you're starting out as a Christian entrepreneur or a solopreneur and you want to dive into personal branding sales or any other thing, then of course, there are also faith-based blogs as well. So there's a plethora of information there. You can spend hours just going down that rabbit hole of information and use the search bar. And then I would say also, you can subscribe to my email list from my website. Every Monday, I send out an affirmation email to encourage people to journal. And I talk a little bit about sometimes it's a story about what I've experienced, but there's always something there to then journal about throughout the week to improve your
1: mindset and help you achieve your goals throughout the week. That sounds like a good rabbit hole to go down. (laughs) So thank you for that. That's www.therobingraham.com. Thank
0: you so much, yes. Robin. Thank you, Priscilla. I'm so happy to be here. And and also, I would just say, if you or your listeners ever have questions, don't hesitate to email me. Anyone can reach me at info at the Robin
1: If you got any value out of today's episode, please do me two massive favors. One, please share it with someone that you know would benefit from this information. And secondly, please leave us a review in your podcast listening app. This will help us grow the show and get bigger and bigger guests that will benefit you even more thank you so much for that and again thank you for your time i absolutely value your time thank you for spending time with us listening to the reinventing perspectives podcast thank you and see you again next week